It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode, we'll talk about the Timothy Luwa Cabarro trade and why it is actually important for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it has nothing to do with that protected second round draft pick that the Thunder got from the Chicago Bulls. There are some other reasons that that trade will open up or could possibly open up some possibilities for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then what is going on with Anthony Davis, the latest on him, and why we should never under any circumstances doubt LeVar Ball when he says he's going to talk something into existence. There's something that he says he's going to speak into existence, and I believe that this guy will figure out a way to make it happen. In segment number two, if you missed any of it, will replay from ESPN the Paul George interview that they played right before the game with the uh, Boston Celtics where he talks about Russell Westbrook, the offense, his health, all sorts of stuff with Paul George. That's coming up in segment number two. And then in segment number three is New Orleans and the Lakers, or are New Orleans and the Lakers, are they just delaying the inevitable? which means that Anthony Davis will ultimately end up a Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers have sweetened the pot for Knopp. They haven't accepted it yet. Also, Anthony Davis has other places he's willing to go. And since all this affects the Western Conference and the Oklahoma City Thunder, I will give you my opinion on who I would be dealing with if, in fact, I was the owner of the New Orleans Pelicans or if I was Dale Demps, GM 
of the New Orleans Pelicans. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have covered the Thunder for five years. I am a credentialed member of the media. Just saying that because the folks at the Locked On Network like me to say that. If you like what you hear, the easiest way to get your ears on this podcast is to just say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder podcast. You also have the ability to subscribe to this podcast by going to Apple iTunes or LockedOnThunder.com or LockedOnPodcast.com. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Oklahoma City Thunder on Friday traded Timothy Luwak Cabarro, or as a lot of people, myself included, like to call him TLC to the Chicago Bulls. And in exchange for that, the Thunder picked up a protected second round draft pick. I think it's what, a 2022 draft pick? It's, it's nothing that huge. But really what the Thunder did by trading TLC was to one, knock $73. million off the luxury tax bill which was well over $100 million and is now dropped down to $66 million. The other thing the Thunder did by making this move was they opened up another roster spot. So the Thunder have two open roster spots at this moment. And if you were wondering, and I don't know if you were wondering this or not, but I just double-checked on this, Andre Robertson is on the roster. Um, So when he comes back, he's not taking up a spot on the roster, the Thunder just they have two they have two spots. The easiest thing Oklahoma City could do is wait for a guy like Wesley Matthews to hit the market. If the Knicks decide that they're going to waive him, pay out his contract, they could send him off. The Thunder could then swoop in, sign Wesley Matthews, and then you're not giving up anything. Of course, the Thunder I guess could run with those two roster spots open. And eventually, I I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you could actually elevate one of those guys who was on a two-way contract to fill that roster spot if you wanted to just make sure that you have a little depth going into the playoffs. And I would expect that Oklahoma City is going to fill one of those roster spots, and I would think that that would happen most likely after you see guys get waived and they hit the open market. As far as trades go with Oklahoma City, and honestly, let me go back and backtrack a little bit. I really believe that if the Thunder who are looking for somebody to come off the bench and be consistent from beyond the arc, that's where you will see that this guy gets picked up. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen during the trade deadline, but at the same time, Every time I've looked at the Thunder's roster and thought you didn't have the assets to make some trade that would be beneficial to your team, Sam Presti goes and pulls it off. And I'm looking at Alex Sabrinas, and I just keep thinking that the Thunder don't trust this guy. Got a chance to play a little bit versus Orlando, didn't play at all in the game versus Boston, and all the issues that Alex Sabrinas had, so much going on there that if I'm Sam Presti, this is a guy that I want to get rid of, but if I'm dealing with the Oklahoma City Thunder and I know what's going on and I'm talking to the Thunder about Alex Sabrinas, I'm bringing up all these questions with Sam Presti. And even if Sam Presti is giving me great answers, answers that seem like they're extremely foolproof as far as 
all the questions being answered about the time off and when he was with the team and what his relationship with the team is like, even if all these answers from Sam Presley are great, I still need to see it for myself. And unfortunately, there's nothing Sam Presti could tell me about Alex Sabrinas right now, if I'm another owner, that would make me want to trade for him. Same thing with Andre Robertson. Because I see those as probably the two biggest commodities that the Thunder have as far as being able to deal on the open market. And there's nothing you could tell me about Andre Robertson's health without seeing him play that would make me want to deal. As far as Patrick Patterson goes... Yeah, if if I'm looking for an expiring contract and a guy I'm just going to get and dump, then maybe I pick up Patrick Patterson, and that may be the reason that I pick up Alex Sabrinas as well. I just I, there's nobody that the Thunder have aside from Andre Robertson right now. I guess you've got a guy like Abdul Nader, but I don't know what he brings you on the market. But let's talk about the big things that we all know, the things that we seem to think are tangible. None of those three guys I look at as being able to help a team. So it forces Sam Presti into an awkward deal, and I just don't think that there's going to be anyone out there that's going to bite. And sure as I think that that is, that that is the case, there'll be somebody that the Thunder deal from the bottom of the deck that you just weren't, weren't expecting, and then boom, it'll happen, there'll be a trade, and we'll all be saying, wow, can you believe the Thunder acquired insert name here? And we watched this guy come in and succeed for, hopefully succeed for Oklahoma City and help them out during the playoffs. The latest in the, Le- well, I call it the LeBron, the LeBron James getting Anthony Davis to Los Angeles Lakers situation, which, all right, let's just save that. Let, let's save that for the end of the podcast today. And let's talk about one of the guys that the Lakers are offering to move, and that is Lonzo Ball. They're offering also to move Kyle Kuzma. He's being mentioned in the deal, and I think Brandon Ingram uh, might be being offered to New Orleans right now, which it seems like if you're in New Orleans, it's insane not to take that deal. But LeVar Ball is saying that he doesn't want Lonzo to go to the Pelicans. He wants Lonzo to end up playing for... The Phoenix Suns. He wants him and Booker on the same team. Doesn't want to leave L.A. Wants his kid to leave L.A. But if the the Lakers have made up their mind, he is going to speak it into existence that his son ends up a member of the Phoenix Suns. On one hand, I just want to say let's tune LeVar Ball out. Let's not listen to him. LeVar Ball doesn't make any sense. He's crazy. He says all this stuff, and eventually none of it ever turns out in his or anybody else's favor. But what you have to take into consideration, LeVar Ball wanted Lonzo to be a Laker. It happened. LeVar Ball wanted to charge over $500 for Lonzo's signature shoe. It happened. Albeit it didn't come from Nike, it came from the big baller brand. But LeVar Ball spoke that into existence. LeVar Ball also wanted a half-billion-dollar shoe contract for not just Lonzo, but his other two kids. Didn't make that happen. But what LeVar Ball has learned is that he knows how to market, he knows how to manipulate in this character. I'm going to call it this character that he plays because there's no way this can be his real self. Is powerful enough 
and annoying enough, even if it even if it is annoying, and I think you're probably like me, you find it very annoying. He figures out a way to just make things happen. If it means browbeating the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns into doing a deal just so he'll shut up, they'll end up doing it. And, and as much as we want to shut LeVar Ball out and we never want to hear from this guy again, and he said all the outrageous things that he possibly could about him one-on-one with Michael Jordan, etc., it was really a stroke of genius because it took all the eyes off his kid, Lonzo. And we didn't focus on Lonzo and whether or not Lonzo was ready to play in the NBA when he was at UCLA. We were focused on this nutso dad who was essentially doing what Donald Trump does a lot of the times. And I'm not saying that to, to get political, but if you think about the way Donald Trump rolls, it's look at the accident over here. Don't pay attention to the real thing that's going on. Pay attention to this. And what we do a lot of times with guys like LeVar Ball, with guys like Donald Trump, and they're just, they're beyond genius for this. This is why I will always say Donald Trump is the greatest politician we've we've ever seen, at least in my lifetime, is we go gobble up, we go gobble up that low-hanging fruit. You know, we go right towards the train wreck. When the train wreck isn't the story, because there might not have been anyone hurt, it may have just been that the train rolled off the tracks and everybody's safe and it came to a dead stop, but because we're so focused on that, we're missing everything else that we really should be paying attention to. LeVar Ball, Donald Trump, master manipulators, master marketers, and that's why I don't doubt that if he truly wants his son not to play for the New Orleans Pelicans, then it's not going to happen. Coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, we will hear from Paul George. This was from ESPN. If you missed it yesterday, Paul George talking about Russell Westbrook, the Thunder offense. We'll play it for you in its entirety next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And hey, in case you're wondering, and I'm sure you were, there is another episode of Locked on Sooners that's available for now. And if you missed any of Kyler Murray's talk with Dan Patrick, we've got a good portion of that on Locked on Sooners today. It was very awkward. Didn't seem like Kyler Murray wanted to be there at all. But you'll have to listen to Locked on Sooners to find out about that. Easiest way to do it. Ask Alexa. Say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast. It's all right there, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Paul George had a chance to visit with ESPN uh, prior to Oklahoma City playing Boston, and we'll get to the Thunder's road trip, which real quick, I want to just put this, can we put this into perspective real quick? The Thunder 
had a seven-game win streak that came to an end. So they're still 7-1 and one in their last state. They went 2-1 and one on this last road trip, and they've got a grip of games coming up at home. Things are still looking good for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Does it suck that the only two teams they beat on this road trip were Miami and Orlando teams that they should have beaten? Yes. Does it suck that they ended up losing the season series to the Boston Celtics? You bet. However... If the two were to meet in a seven-game series in the finals, it would be a pretty close seven-game series. The Thunder still lack the three-point shooting, I think, to take down the Celtics or a lot of teams. The Bucks in seven games, whew, that'd be a, still be fun. Or the Raptors or Golden State, whatever. But we know that Sam Presti is going to work on that over, over the next few weeks. The Thunder also need to improve the three-point shooting, but honestly, I didn't think the Thunder played all that bad. And just when you thought the Celtics were going to run away with it, the Thunder would all, would would reel them back in. So, yeah, some boneheaded things that happened with Oklahoma City, some coaching decisions by Billy Donovan that didn't go right, Russell Westbrook's late turnover, all that. Be mad about it, but the good thing is is that it didn't the Thunder still in third place in the West, 4 games back from first place. And I don't care if they're in first or second, because I really do think that the Thunder can make the Western Conference can make the Western Conference Finals if the matchups fall their way in the playoffs. So with all that, let's go to Paul George. Here is Paul George talking to ESPN, and the first thing he talks about is Russell Westbrook and how Russ gets a lot of criticism that he really doesn't deserve. He took a lot of heat, I think, and, and heat that was unnecessary um, because he. It struggles shooting the ball, as all players do at one point in the season. Um, but he's done so much uh, for this team that people don't, you know, give him still the credit for in averaging a triple-double and um, upping his, his steals in his career, playing, you know, the best defense at his position. Um, I think he just made it that much more comfortable uh, for myself to go out there and be me. Uh, we had a good conversation on... You know, me being able to play my game and, and you know, him allowing me to just be comfortable within our offense. Um, and it's worked, you know, it, it, it worked. It's, it's very easy um, playing on that court with Russ. Like when I first got injured, they told me, you might feel good the year after, but it won't be until two, two years, three years removed until you, you start to feel like yourself again. And that took a second to grasp because, you know, at that point, 24, I feel like I'm, I'm right there, battled LeBron in, you know, two close series. I feel like I was right on the cusp of, of turning that corner. Um, and then they told me, you know, it's three more years until I'll feel like this again. Um, that was tough. That was probably the toughest. Um, you know, they told me obviously I would get back to to being 100, but um, the fact of three years and, and I won't feel how I'm feeling um, today, um, that was probably the hard, hardest thing to overcome, um, just how long of that gap is. And, and still, I mean, there's stuff that I can't do that I, I was doing at that age, but I think where I've lost, I've gained in other areas. So, um, you know, I, I won't say everything, I will say everything happens for a reason, but um, it definitely strengthened me and, and built some character in me. We play a pretty fast style, and um, a lot of those threes that I get come from Russ. 
getting to the paint, being the first one down there, the team having to pack the paint. Um, and a lot of times I'm just trailing right into them. So I get about three or four of those just, just off Russ creating those opportunities. Um, then a lot of them are just me in, in pick and roll where I can free myself. I got one of the best screeners um, is Steven, Steven Adams. Um, I won't say it's easy, but, you know, they essentially fall in my lap sometimes getting those free looks that I'm, I haven't been used to in, in a very long time. So, um, you know, I, I have the easy part just to knock the shot down. Those guys free me up and get me those looks. I think offensively we were we found what our identity is, um, and you know I think a lot of it comes with Russ and our our play style. Honestly, uh, myself, Russ, Ferguson, um, Jeremy Grant. Um, I think people don't understand how uh, good Steven moves. Um, our play style is very fast, and we can get down the court really quick. And a lot of times that creates just opportunities for us alone that we are playing on our end um, in three, four seconds on the shot clock. Um, so that's just been our game, just up the tempo, force teams to play a little faster. And that allows us to put points, you know, that allows us to go for 30 points in a quarter, 40 points in a quarter, um, just because we push and, and, you know, myself, Russ, uh, Dennis, uh, we're guys that can create and, uh, you know, get easy opportunities for our teammates and, and make plays on our own. I'll tell you exactly what I took out of that. And it wasn't anything about Russ or the offense or Steven, any of that. What I took out of it was how did things not work out in Indiana? And, and I've thought that for a while now, just in talking to Paul George, is how did Paul George and the Pacers become sideways. Because Paul George seems like a reasonable guy. Paul George seems like he would understand the business of basketball. And that you as the Pacers are looking at this guy, couldn't be happier with somebody being the face of your organization. You would have gone out of your way to make him happy, and he's the type of guy that doesn't seem like he would have made it too difficult for you to make it happen. For, for you to make him happy. I, I'm still blown away. There are times that I see him in that locker room, and I'm still in shock that he's here in Oklahoma City, not because he didn't end up in Los Angeles or with the Lakers. It's because something went wrong in Indiana, and Paul George just doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would allow business to ever become so big that it would overshadow what the overall goal of a team or an organization was. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, are we just delaying the inevitable? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Sooners is available as well. 
And today it's probably worth listening to Locked On Rams and Locked On Patriots after the Super Bowl. Sure that that's some really good entertainment, and um, you should probably check that out. So just say, Alexa, play Locked On Patriots podcast. Hey, Google, play Locked On Rams podcast. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can also go to LockedOnPodcast.com. Um, I, Super Bowl yesterday, come on. Is there any question now about who's got the better entertainment value between the NBA and the NFL? I have been preaching this for so long. And then your championship game, the game that you've got the entire world watching the NFL gives us something like that. If you're a Patriots fan, and I'll say this as a Patriots fan, there was anxiety in that game because it was always in doubt. But I didn't walk away from that game going, wow, that was just an overall fantastic game. And if you have one bad game in the NBA Finals, you can easily make that up in Game 2 or Game 3. There's, always, there's generally that moment where you can bring people back the problem is, is like we saw with this last year, and we've seen in years past, is if one team is so much better than the other, that four nights can tend to drag out. But just strictly entertainment value, and it's not just because I cover the NBA and I do a podcast on it, but I will always take the NBA over the NFL. And yes, I was right along with everyone else. I thought Maroon 5 was pretty lame, but I've also come to the conclusion that you really can't have a cool halftime show, which is another reason why I love the NBA Finals is you you don't have extended halftimes. It's pretty much just a game. It's all about the game. It's not about all the ancillary stuff that, that is going on the way the Super Bowl has become. So yes, still, NBA over NFL, no question, all day, every day. With that in mind, one of the most exciting things going on in the NBA right now is where Anthony Davis is going to end up. A lot of people feel that, and myself included in this, that it's just eventually going to be Los Angeles, is that we're just delaying the inevitable. And even though Anthony Davis has supposedly or reportedly told New Orleans that he would sign with Milwaukee or he would sign with the Clippers, he, he, would, be, he would be willing to do that. Can any one of those teams offer what the Lakers are, are offering right now? Which is Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma. And LeVar Ball be damned, even though I just spent a segment saying that LeVar Ball could probably talk Lonzo going to Phoenix into existence. And who knows? Maybe New Orleans gets Lonzo Ball. Phoenix wants him so bad that Phoenix is able to rake the, able to rake the Suns as bad as they were the Lakers. But it just... If you're Dale Dimps, it's very simple. Does that does that value, does the value for Anthony Davis go down after the season, or is this going to be the highest that it's ever going to get? And I still think Boston would give you more draft picks than you could possibly even know what to do with. Boston would be a better dealing partner um, that you would have, despite what Anthony Davis's father said about his kid not going to Boston. Look, this is a business. I'm still not overwhelmingly happy about making Anthony Davis happy if I'm Dell Demps, but if you look at the package that the Lakers are willing to offer up and it's ultimately going to benefit your team in the long run, you need to go ahead and take it. And that just feels like where we're headed right now is we're just delaying Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, and that's where this thing unfortunately ends 
And once Davis goes there, then you've got maybe Kyrie Irving or maybe you've got a situation where Kawhi Leonard shows up and then the, the Thunder, even with all those guys, I still think the Thunder will be good, but it's certainly going to make life more difficult on the Thunder, even if Golden State falls apart the way we're all thinking they will. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, and by fall apart, I mean just Kevin Durant leaving. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll be talking about the Oklahoma City Thunders. They get back to play at the peak. Well, of course, because it's the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll hear from Billy Donovan. We'll hear, we'll hear from Paul George. It's all right here on the LOT podcast, your team every day. Don't forget, may God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.